Hello and welcome to Good Night Friday number 54, where we're going to have some jokes, maybe some riddles, and a good story, and some Doug. So without further ado, let's start. Okay, so this is a knock-knock joke, and that means when I say knock-knock, you're going to say, who's there? And when I answer, you're going to say the answer back and then add who at the end of your uh, and at the end of your reply, and then I'll tell you the punchline, okay? Got it? When I say knock knock, you say who's there, and when I reply, you say the same thing back but add who, like you're asking who it is, and then I'll tell you, okay? Knock knock. Cows go. No, silly cows go moo. <laughs> That's pretty funny, huh? <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good one. Okay, this week's Good Night Friday story for the younger crowd is Monsters University's Teaming Up. When Mike Wazowski was a young monster, his class visited Monsters, Inc., where the top scarers in Monstropolis worked. These monsters went through special doors into the human world to collect screams from human children. Then the screams were changed into energy for the town. During the trip, Mike snuck through an open door and watched as a scarer made a child scream. That's when Mike decided he wanted to be a scarer when he grew up. Mike worked hard until he was accepted to Monsters University. On the first day of college, Mike's bus pulled up in front of the gates of a beautiful old campus. Wow, Mike breathed. He checked out the clubs and something called the Scare Games, a contest in which students competed to see who was scariest. On the first day of class, Mike went to Scaring 101. Who can tell me the principles of an effective roar, Professor Knight asked. Mike started to answer, but just then, roar! Another monster surprised everyone. The monster who had roared was James P. Sullivan. His friends called him Sully. Scaring, scaring came easily to him, so he never studied. He was only interested in having fun and goofing off. His grades showed it. Mike, on the other hand, studied every night. He read every book on scaring and practiced his scare techniques. He didn't want to fail his final exam. If he did, he'd be out of the scaring program. On the day of the scaring final, Mike and Sully began to argue. Then they got into a roaring face-off. Everyone was watching, including the head of the school of scaring, Dean Hardscrabble. Sully accidentally knocked over a scream can. It held the record-breaking scream Dean Hardscrabble had collected in her scaring days. The canister hit the floor. Ah! Hardscrabble's scream was gone. I'm so sorry, cried Mike. It was an accident, insisted Sully. Dean Hardscrabble proceeded to give Mike and Sully their final exams, and she was not impressed. She decided neither would be, would be continuing in the scaring program. Sully was speechless and stormed out of the room. Hardscrabble turned to Mike. Mr. Wazowski, what you lack is something that can't be taught. You're not scary. Mike was crushed. 
The next semester, Mike and Sully were put in the Scream Can Design program. They were miserable, until Mike remembered the scare games. Dean Hardscrabble made a deal with Mike. If you win, I'll let your entire team into the scaring program. But if you lose, you will leave Monsters University. All he had to do was find a fraternity to join so he could compete. There was only one option, Uzma Kappa, a group of misfits who weren't exactly scary. The problem was Uzma Kappa needed one more member. The star player has just arrived, Sully told Mike. Mike was not happy, but he had no choice. He and Sully moved into the Uzma Kappa house and met Don, Art, Squishy, Terry, and Terry. In the opening event of the scare games, the first team to make it through a tunnel of stinging glow urchins would win. The last would be out. Mike and Sully tied for second, but they'd left the rest of their team behind, so Uzma Kappa came in last. Luckily, another team was disqualified. Uzma Kappa was still in the games. Uzma Kappa made it through the next challenge, too, but everyone except Mike and Sully wanted to quit. We're built for other things, Don explained, so Mike decided to take the gang on a field trip to Monsters, Inc. While there, Mike realized something. There's no one type of scarer. The best scarers use their differences to their advantage. Mike and Sully admitted they'd been acting like jerks. We could be a great team, Mike said. We just need to start working together. The next morning, Mike and Sully felt inspired. They woke up bright and early and leaped out of bed. They trained the OKs in everything they would need to know for the next two events, how to scare kids and avoid teenagers, how to hide, and even how to do scary feet drills to make sure everyone was in tip-top condition. Uzma Kappa was even more determined to win. They made it through the, don through the Don't Scare the Teen and the Hide and Sneak events. They were finally a team, and even better, they were friends. But that night, Sully ran into Dean Hardscrabble. Tomorrow, each of you must prove you're undeniably scary, she said, and I know for a fact that one of you is not. Sully knew she was talking about Mike. Mike was smart, talented, and the hardest working monster he'd ever met, but he was also small, friendly, and not exactly scary. Sully was worried. He really wanted his team to win, and the next day was the final Scare Games event. The big day arrived. There were just two fraternities left, Roar Omega Roar and Uzma Kappa. The monsters had to scare a robot child. One by one, the members of both teams faced off. In the end, it came down to Mike. Roar! He got a perfect score. Uzma Kappa had won the scare games. But Mike soon discovered that Sully had cheated. He'd changed the setting to easy during Mike's turn. You don't think I'm scary? What was I supposed to do, let the whole team fail? Sully replied. Mike wanted to prove he was scary. He snuck through a door into the human world and ended up in a camp cabin filled with dangerous children. But they didn't think he was scary either. Sully snuck through the door to get his friend back, but Mike wanted Sully to leave. After what had happened, Mike didn't think he was special. I try to give people what they want, but all I do is let them down, Sully told Mike. You're not the only failure here. Mike was surprised, but just then the rangers arrived. 
Mike and Sully knew they needed to get back to the monster world. To open the door, Sully had to scare the rangers enough to power the door. When Mike and Sully made it back to Monsters University, they were kicked out of school. They hugged the OK's goodbye and left for their next big adventure together in the mailroom at Monsters, Inc. The end. And stay tuned for more next Friday. Okay, here's a riddle and a joke. This is the riddle. What starts with a T has T inside it and ends with a T. Want me to repeat it again? What starts with a T has T inside it and ends with a T. It getting hard? I'll repeat it one more time. What starts with a T has T inside it and ends with a T. Give up? Okay, I'll say it again, but I'll give the answer. What starts with a T has tea inside it and ends with a T. A teapot. Get it? It starts with the letter T for tea, T-E-A, and then pot, the next word um, in, the, in the word in teapot. Pot ends in a T. And a teapot is what you use to put tea in. Okay, now for a good joke. What do monsters like to ride on at the fairground? What do monsters like to ride on at the fairground? Give up? I'll say it now. I'll, I'll say the answer. What do monsters like to ride on at the fairground? The scary go round. <laughs> That's pretty monstery, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one too. Doug cheats by Garvian Campbell, Chapter Five. As soon as Doug got home that afternoon, he opened his algebra book. Skeeter was right about one thing. You had to keep up to understand math. Doug flipped through several pages. Oh, man, he groaned out loud. Skeet sure was wrong about this part. There are lots of formulas. I'll be memorizing these for hours, he whined as Porkchop came into his room. Porkchop made a sympathetic aw man noise and offered him a plate of sugar-fried beet skins. A card was on top. Doug picked it up. Oh yeah, you mentioned this last week, he, last week, 
He read aloud the first graduating class of Puppy Palaces School of Canine Cuisine requests your presence at commencement. Top dog address, pork chop funny. Wow, pork chop, you must be really good. When is this? Pork chop pointed to the card in Doug's hand. Thursday evening. Doug's face fell. Oh no, pork chop, not this Thursday. That's a terrible time. I, as Doug spoke, Porkchop gasped and his whole body sagged. Doug knew that he could not, for any reason, let his best non-human friend down. He picked up the sentence where he, where he had left off. We'll just have to study some other time. I couldn't miss your speech. He smiled weakly. Porkchop gave him a big hug and offered him another beet skin. Doug sighed, took the treat, and looked back at his algebra book. It was late when he finished studying formulas. His head reeled with numbers, but he had to spend some time on history before bed. He barely got past the first page when he fell asleep right on top of the covers. Stay tuned for more next Friday.